and welcome to Geek Space Nine, the podcast where we discover and or rediscover the classic Star Trek show, Deep Space Nine. With me, as always, is Peter. Hello, what's up, guys? And Sarah. Hi, everyone. And I am Ben, and this week we saw Season 1, Episode 16 and Episode 17. Or technically 17 and 18, whatever. <laughs> the these numberings are so confusing because of the part one, part twos. Mm-hmm. Um, so the episodes we saw were the Forsaken and Dramatis Personae. So first up is the Forsaken, which sees the first of I know a couple episodes, uh, DS Nine episodes with Loxana Troy, of course. Uh, Yay! Yay! You know, remember from <laughs> TNG, very lovely. Uh, in this particular episode, Loxana and several other ambassadors uh, arrive at D-Space-9, I guess, just to check things out. Loxana becomes sort of fascinated, deeply fascinated, I would say, with Odo. And Odo is completely creeped out and weirded out by the idea I mean, of someone... I mean, in typical Loxana, Tr- Loxana Troy fashion. Oh, it she knows very... what she wants, and oh, she's yeah. going to get it. It feels very much, I guess because of that, it feels very much like Captain Picard's reaction to her. Of, I know I have to treat you nicely because you're an ambassador, but please, for the love of God, leave me alone. Right. <laughs> so while she is trying to hit up Odo and they're in an elevator, the ship's power goes down while they're um, exploring a probe. Eventually, uh, O'Brien discovers that it's sort of what he calls a puppy dog-esque thing that needs attention. It won't let him leave. It keeps causing problems on the ship and so that he has to pay attention to it. So then he basically creates a sub-program to divert to it very technobabbly. But the real core of the episode is that we get a very interesting uh, couple hours, a couple minutes, with uh, Odo and Loxana as Odo is slowly getting to his regeneration point, sort of revealing more about himself. Loxana reveals some, some stuff about herself, and uh, sort of a very touching sequence. He dissolves into his liquid state, and she kind of carries him uh, in a very kind of beautiful little moment. And uh, then that's pretty much it. So what do we think of this episode? I really like this episode. I, th- I think I, I tend to prefer episodes where um, they're a bit more character-driven, and... I mean, you know, plot being plot-driven is, of course, very important, but this was more of, let's learn a little bit more about Odo and things like that. Right. And, um, I don't know, I thought um, watching their relationship develop was really quite sweet. We got to see Loxana Troy actually, like, be vulnerable for once. And, um, I don't know, I enjoyed it. And then you have the, the comedy scene at the end of... Um, O'Brien asking Cisco if he can keep the puppy, basically. Yes! I loved it. <laughs> yes. I'll take good care of it. That was so adorable. It's like, it just wants attention. I... It's fine. <laughs> just don't let it uh, jump up on the furniture. They looked over to something, uh, something that about 30 minutes ago I was literally <laughs> keeping my dog from doing. It's like, I was watching something on, I was watching something on, on Netflix uh, before we started recording, and my, and my dog walked up to me, and he, and he he put he put his paws and put his paws on the couch. Like I want food, and I was like, okay, I know you want food because it's that time of day, but don't get on the couch. Just stay off, stay off. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I thought it was uh, 
very interesting episode. Like I said, it's uh, more character-driven. It's sort of an episode where we get to learn more about Odo, but not in sort of a lost way where we're trying to figure out what he is or where he's from, more just kind of his, his life. We learn sort of tragically his story, how he uh, basically was discovered and lived in a science lab for most of his, I guess would be young life. We're not sure how old Odo is, but at least his life yeah. in discovering humanity and well, not humanity, but the entire Federation, rather. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's very interesting, and I really, really enjoyed the sequence where Loxana revealed that she's been wearing a wig this whole time, which is kind of fascinating. Uh, I don't remember if that was ever on TNG or not. Or I don't think so. I was surprised. So, I kind of, I, I just kind of took it more, I, I kind of took it more as, as like, as, like at least being likely that she was just able to very quickly dye her hair from like like from like like oh like oh I'm arriving on a ship well okay well, I'm gonna dye my hair this color oh, I'm going to dinner well I'm gonna dye my hair this color. Right. It was. Uh, I don't know if you guys seen How to Get Away with Murder. I have not. But, uh, was a very. Was a very similar. I have seen scene enough of it. And, uh, something about wigs. There's something very fascinating about a woman revealing uh, that she has a wig, being a very um, personal tough and vulnerable thing. It's something very interesting, I find. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I, I can totally understand that. Um, and also, yeah, it was just really sweet the way Odo dissolved into her cheek. and had more of a motherly thing of holding him mm-hmm. in her dress. Though It also makes me wonder, like, does Odo seep through things? <laughs> like, how? <laughs> I feel like cotton wouldn't hold Odo. No. But it's just me. Space cotton. Space cotton. There you go. <laughs> Explain everything. What did you uh, What did you think of a sort of you said a parallel storyline with uh, Bashir watching over the ambassadors? This is sort of another dog analogy almost, where he had to like maintain order between these three uh, bickering groups. That was very cute. Yes, but it, maybe just a little bit. Yeah, I no, I agree. It it, it was not. It was, it, it it was it was different seeing Bashir not in not not in a in in a medical role, but 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 I but I enjoy but I enjoyed I enjoyed watching him do I kind of kind of as it turns out uh, when when he when Bashir was talking to to Cisco at the uh, at the end of the episode that that that, it, that he was kind of that he was doing like almost a rite of passage type thing in in in, or, in order in order to like in, in order to more, more or less, expand his his his, his networking circle. No, and I like the whole story that he did with uh, talked about Curzon used to make him do mm-hmm. it. He's like, "How did you? Uh, yeah, stop." He's like, "Well, when I, once I, I punched him, <laughs> he's like, hey, yeah, don't." But then he turns around. He's like, "He's like, turn around. Like, don't you ever do that. <laughs> do not make that mistake." And he's like, "Yes, sir. I'm not Curzon Dex, <laughs> much less." Uh, which is also interesting, yeah, the Curzon used to be ahead of them. Like, that's such an interesting little Cisco thing that I just realized that uh, Curzon used to be his superior, and now he's Jazia's Dax's superior. Yeah. Sort of turn around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It must be odd to like, live it's, it's all, lives and have different ranks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's all it's always nice to get to get to get those li- to get to continually over the course of this season get those little hints of of, of what um, Cisco and Dax and Dax's uh, previous relationship uh, w- between Cisco and Curzon was, and this and that that was just one of those moments. 
And then um, back to the babysitting the ambassadors, it was a. Uh, it it all turned out pretty well for Julian at the end of the day because he got the chance to quote save them from um, you know whatever computer malfunctions were going on that were causing fires in the ship and so forth. And now they're all like, he's a hero. We're going to recommend him for a promotion or a medal of honor, this and that, whatever. <laughs> That was that was really yeah. sweet. Like see, like see, Bashir, it paid off. Thank you for not losing yeah, your but temper. I, <laughs> I also like the. Uh, well, he was one. still. You could kind of tell on his face. Like, was it worth it though? <laughs> really. Right. Like I almost, I almost died. died. <laughs> They're still assholes. <laughs> <laughs> they just decided to like not bicker for five minutes while we waited while we waited. In the, Wait, we waited in the in this in this shaft. I I also like the way when everyone came out that they respected their own races. Vulcans like it was very logical, mm -hmm. you know. And the other guy like that was cool. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I really like that they brought Luxon to Troy to this episode instead of just a different new character. I thought that was sort mm -hmm. of an interesting way to deal with Odo. I think they wanted to anyway someone to kind of bring out the uh, pain and history and sort of the deeper interest of Odo, but uh, I was glad it was Luxana because she's, you said, a very interesting character, Sarah. She's always been fascinated with me. What, what, what appeals to you about uh, Luxana? I don't know. I mean, um, I guess I've always really enjoyed her just mostly for comic relief more than anything else. Um, but I, I guess uh, yeah. in this episode, another reason that it was nice for them to bring her back was that we, we got to see her, you know, being being serious and listening for a moment. And, you know, for someone who's telepathic and can hear what other people are thinking, she she comes off as a rather selfish character most of the time. And um, she wasn't here. She was, you know, very understanding and sympathetic and wanted to help Odo when he needed her. And it was it was good. Right. And 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 for and for Loxana, whenever whenever we saw her on whenever whenever we saw her on on T on TNG, you know, you know, of course, and of course she's giving she's she's giving she's giving that whole crew a hard a hard time with with her with her with her antics and and how and how flamboyant and, and and kind of outla and how outlandish she is but 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 you know but but you know between her and diana yes like yes diana was was you know understandably a little embar a little embarrassed by her mother uh you, you still you still got to see the, you still got to see those moments between the two of them where where, where, Lux where Luxana Luxana did like did show how motherly she can be and I, I, and for and for me it was it, it was not it was nice seeing her kind of, her, seeing her kind of do that kind of do that with with another character um with with another character and and but 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 also like as we, as, we, as we've discussed or as you've said um also showing her 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 own vulnerability uh in, her own vulnerability um to, to kind of help put odo at ease for uh, put odo at ease when when he when he had to go back to his original form some something that he didn't really do pro that he doesn't really do probably probably because 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 of how he was essentially poked and prodded by by scientists before before he came to live on the space station and and so and so being in that form you know he he literally he literally was vulnerable because because he because with those scientists he, he was he was kind of that he, he was 
kind of a science experiment. Right. Uh, I think the tragic line was when he said that he hated parties because he was basically a party trick. You know, he was always Odo yeah. be this, Odo be that. You know, uh, uh, impress everybody around you, and nobody ever cared who Odo was. Only what Odo could do, mm-hmm. which I thought was very yeah. interesting. That that that's why he's so kind of quiet and lonely is that people just end up viewing him more not as a creature or something with sentience or value to that but more just like as a oh you can do this that's cool you know as a trick as a sort of odd object to gawk at and I thought that was very yeah, yeah. fascinating that Loxana viewed him interesting as a person she, she found and you know fascinating personally she said you know she always liked silent quiet contemplative people against <laughs> those Picard as well um, and it's interesting yeah that it starts at being you know, sort of ah, I'm locked in this with this person I don't want to be in this classic, classic kind of sitcom trope but it actually becomes fairly sweet by the end mm-hmm. yeah yeah like I, I, can't, I, can't, I, uh, I, I think it was I, I think I think it was one one of the last lines that the, that the two of them that the two of them exchanged after after they got off the elevator. But it but it was, but it but it was very sweet between the two of them. Where, where, where they where they were like where they're like I I, I know or where, where Odo said to Loxana like I know that wasn't exactly what you had in mind for your picnic. And 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 she and she understandably and and very sweetly responds like when it come, when it comes to picnics, the only thing that really matters is the company. Yeah, I like that a lot. It was very like I said, it was very touching. Sort of. Uh, I wish she was on the show more because like. Uh, She's relationship develop over time, but uh, one episode yeah. we got so far, I think it's it's very touching that she able to get those things out of him, and it's not like a big reveal for everyone else. It's just between the, those two people, you know. Nobody else really knows Odo's story still, and I don't think she's gonna go around blabbing it. So it was nice for the audience, but it's not like a cheap way of doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like someone comes in and is like, "I know everything about you, and let me tell everyone of the main characters," you know. So there's still that right. kind of mystery to Odo surrounding everyone else outside of Luxon. Yeah. Is there uh, anything else to talk about for, uh, for Forsaken? I mean, I'm good on it, okay. so... Well, our next episode is Dramatis Personae. It is indeed a very dramatic episode. In this yeah. episode, uh, Major Kieran, we start out with G... Uh, wants to search a Valerian ship that has uh, arrived at the station because Valerians apparently smuggled a lot of weapons to the Cardassians and she believes she, they still are. But Cisco says that no, we're not going to do that uh, unless you get really strong evidence. Um, in the middle of this uh, conflict, a Klingon vessel comes to the wormhole, explodes, but right when it does, a Klingon arrives, immediately dies. And uh, after he arrives and dies, everyone's attitudes start changing. Here starts becoming more of a uh, Machiavellian manipulator, trying to go behind Sisko's back. Sisko becomes a bored, dejected, uninteresting leader. O'Brien starts to really rule the ship, essentially. And everyone but Odo starts to pick sides. And there seems to be a coming mutiny with Kira, Dax and possibly Bashir on one side and O'Brien and Sisko on the other. Eventually Oda discovers that when the Klingon warped aboard there were these sort of spheres that created a uh, 
memory telepathic recreation of a famous uh, civilization's downfall where they all fought and killed each other. And eventually Odo figures this out. He traps everyone onto the uh, ship. He basically manipulates them all, pretending to work for both sides. Uh, gets the thing out, and everyone uh, agrees that what happened would not be discussed <laughs> from the dark thing that yeah. it was. So, what do we think of this episode? It was it was good. It was interesting. Um, I feel like the two of you kind of talked it up more than uh, than I really felt as I watched the episode. And um, again, this may just come from having seen a lot of other Star Trek and sci-fi things in general before watching Deep Space Nine. So a lot of things that may have been new and original and interesting when Deep Space Nine came out, I I you know, don't get that feeling as I watch it. But I just feel like this kind of thing has been done before. We Ben and I were talking before we started recording um, that a very similar uh-huh. thing happens in Next Generation where Troy, Data, and Geordi get possessed by these, you know, beings from another planet. And it's not quite the same story, but it felt the same. And I don't know. I, um, I, just, I just wasn't really taken with this episode it was fine it was good but it was not one of my favorites of the season uh yeah i I totally disagree because i uh i really (laughs) like this episode i agree it's not original but that's not why i loved it i think i loved it because i think the strength of the performances and the suspense was really really good i found this to be a really nail-biting, exciting episode. I mean, yeah, it's a problem with any sort of serialized TV show. You know no one's gonna... probably gonna die, at least not in the not-season finale. You know, that was kind of the thing. Uh, outside of your... Uh, what's the character from TNG who died in this first season? But uh, outside of that, that doesn't really happen very often. These sort of 90s shows. But I still found it very exciting because I really thought the performances were very excellent. I thought it was interesting how people didn't just... Um, ramp up their own personal things, which is what I thought. It's more that they sort of took on other personalities too, which is what I thought was very fascinating. But, uh, yeah, uh, Cisco became this bored, dejected leader, building clocks. You know, that was totally a Gallifreyan clock, by the way. Um, for any of you out there <laughs> who watch Doctor Who, just and and know about you know the language I of Gallifrey, so. the style was just incredibly oh, yeah, similar. Oh yeah, totally. I thought so. I wasn't sure because I remember when he when he when he showed who 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 did he show the design to? I think it was to, Odo because Odo? Odo was yeah, the Odo. only like, one yeah. who wasn't affected. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, when he when he showed Odo the Odo the design, I was like, "There's something familiar about this." I can't put my finger on it. That's because it's probably something that I know of but don't watch. But I feel like I've yep. seen this before. Right. You, a lot of people get like their name and Gallifrey and like uh, tattoos and stuff. This is a very kind of cool language built around geometry rather than sort of symbols, which is sort of interesting about right. it. Right. You're absolutely right. That does feel like a Gallifreyan mm-hmm. clock. Um, but that's, I think, why I liked it is that uh, I liked it that people were doing their own thing. I liked that Bashir was sort of a op- opportunist and he was, and Cisco was sort of the ejected leader who didn't care but was still boastful and like pretentious and poor Dax was just a big speech before he's about to get mm. murdered poor Dax was just Dax kind was of an just idiot like, yeah nostalgic <laughs> he's just kind of an airhead right? nostalgic oh. idiot yeah <laughs> I think she, she, 
she became someone who just who 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 was who, like totally different from how, from how from how she from how she usually was where 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 she at least took some where she where she takes takes like some initiative but this time she was like oh i'm just here i'm remembering about other stuff oh you need me to do this okay cool right she's more of the easily manipulated type who's just sort of nostalgic for the past and doesn't really uh have sort of a opinion of her own yeah she didn't she didn't exactly have an active role in this in in this fake civil war between between the between the crew well uh what you have to pick sides at some point peter yeah you know that sarah she's no good i mean do i (laughs) (laughs) but for real what do you think of this episode I enjoy I enjoyed I enjoyed it while I watched it. I mean I mean yeah I mean yes like like look, looking back looking back at it I can I can definitely I can definitely see that like the like how how several parts of the, how several parts of this episode have have been used like in, in different different sci- different sci-fi text uh, since uh, since then but but I but I still I still enjoyed it I, I guess for I guess for me because like what like kind of realizing with realizing with Odo how the like how the personalities of, of of like Cisco and Bashir and Kira how 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 it all how it all had changed and and how and I was becoming very it was becoming very much a a kind of kind of inner inter, enterprise an enterprise versus versus those who were on Bajor before then kind of kind of fight and and and, and but then and then Odo kind of became Kind of uh. like Switzerland, I guess, and 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 that and that he was neutral, sort and of, then, and then and then work and then work. I mean, sort I of like, like that's like, um, it's a great movie called Yojimbo, uh, which is remade as a Full of Dollars, the famous uh, western, and uh, in that he basically works with both sides of warring gangs to basically take them both. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, by causing infighting and, and things like that, and that's what I thought Oda was doing very. Cleverly, interestingly, I, I, I appreciate okay, this yeah. episode watching. That's a better comparison. Odo realize what's happening and slowly play the part. This is what I like. He, he, he very kind of subtly was going to Bashir and like, well, you know, those fears could, you know, tip the balance one way or the other. And she was like, oh, right, yeah, yeah. you know, like, it's like you're right, and and tricking Bashir into to, to doing this one thing and tricking everyone into the cargo bay and I thought that was the parts that I really enjoyed was that sort of clever um, build up and watching Odo figure things out and do what he wanted to do to get his way yeah he, he was act, he was playing both sides for the actual greater good mm-hmm. of everyone instead 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 of you know like I guess how we usually see it where it's more of just self-serving I um there was uh, one scene just more comic relief really than anything else I guess, but um, Kira and Dax were sort of plotting in Quark's bar and Quark looked like he overheard something so Kira just <laughs> goes to town <laughs> on him and kind of beats him up a little bit and then later we see Quark coming into Odo's office wearing a neck brace and it's just That's the so funniest yeah. damn thing he's like I demand satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> We're like no one's taking you seriously, Quark. This is too funny. I uh, I like that scene a lot. I like when he walks in and, uh, and Odo's like, "Is this some Ferengi fashion or something?" <laughs> He's like, "No, I got hurt." Yeah, and it's the. I'm looking at a picture of it now, and I'm just like, "This is so 
it, it like it really like I I can totally understand why why he would be like is this like a necklace or something <laughs> like is, is this like a really elaborate is this like a semi elaborate futuristic choker? <laughs> it's the classic sort of you know the the guy who's the troublemaker goes to the authorities as soon as he <laughs> needs help. <laughs> yes, always very funny. So uh, yeah, what what. Uh, so what did you find Sarah that uh, the acting was very interesting or was it more just for you like the uh, the originality of the story was sort of problematic I um I don't really know I, uh, I, I think it may have been the acting and I hesitate to say that because I, th- I think all of these people are really good actors I just I don't know, Airhead Dax really bothered me, and something about, you know, the person Kira was kind of embodying just didn't quite sit right with me either, and I don't know. Was It uh, it, it was tough to watch for me because I've grown to love these mm-hmm. characters, and it was that kind of squirmy thing of watching them fight each other, which is, again, the value of the TNG episode, which I just found out is called Power ah, Play. Ah, yes. So that's the TNG episode. Um... Mm. It kind of is the same thing. You're like, oh, I don't want to see these characters hate each other and fight and try to kill each mm-hmm. other. <laughs> but I still found that interesting because I think it it was the fact that it was other people. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like Dax is actually an airhead. It's like she's impersonating an airhead mm-hmm. from the past. Yes. You know what I mean? It's not like ramping up versus like a thing where it's like, oh, this, you know, it could have been a thing like this makes your worst inhibitions become your main inhibitions or whatever like it, it was different than that which is why you know Cisco's more bored Cisco wouldn't be like I feel like that versus like I don't know ramped up Cisco might be more like security driven or like lockdown driven or something like yeah. that more like super logical mm. to a creepy Paul yeah. or something like that versus like bored and dejected and making clocks yeah I also thought, you know, another thing is, like, I hope that clock comes back, like the flute and inner light. Yes! You know, like when, uh, someone does a weird thing, and they, that's part of their storyline forever. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Although I will say, I, I think the, uh, I, the I vehicle the for their possession, if you will, was kind of interesting, but it wasn't expanded upon very much. This idea of a telepathic archive... Like, how does that right. work? Does it get people to learn about historical events through reenactment? Because, I mean, that's something that we do, I guess, but obviously not in quite the same way or to the same degree of, you right. know, mortal danger. Uh, so who thought that was a good idea? And obviously they killed themselves, so how did it... Where did it come from, I guess? I don't know. Right. I My guess is that it's, like, a thing of, like, you're just downloading memories right. into a thing. Like that Black know, Mirror so episode. Right, in a sense. Uh, and, yeah. and even the Inner Light episode, I was thinking, like... But the Inner Light episode purposely, like... The whole thing with it was like, here, you experience an entire life from our civilization because this will mean more than any records or anything. Yeah. Like, you know, if you live a whole life as this person, you'll see what our civilization was about more than if you were... just got a video or something. Exactly. So I think this is sort of similar, but the inner light was much more effective in that it didn't make Picard want to kill right. him. So like that, right. I, I think yeah, it was like that, probably a thing of like, you know, presumably a problematic thing, but you're right in that like they never explain like 
is it working? Is that how it's supposed mm-hmm. to do it? Because that's not a great tool. Yeah, I like for like, like for me, I th- I think I would be more comfortable with calling it like a a a, 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 a telepathic ar- archive or, or whatever it was called. If 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 it if it had been more like inner if it had been been more like inner inner light on, like only only it was. It, it it was the entire crew uh, exper- experiencing it, and, the, and them taking on, and them taking on what, whatever whatever roles, um, uh, like their respective roles uh, during during the during the Civil War, that that, that was that was documented in this archive, ra- rather than it being them like legitimately trying to kill each other. Be- because then they could have all snapped out of it, and snapped, all snapped out of it, and been like, oh crap, mm. okay. So you're saying like it would pull them to the brink and then kind of take it away and teach a lesson about something? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, exactly. I I, I think I I think I, I think it would have been more effective like that, like like that. Instead instead of instead of them coming to the end where it's like we must never speak of this ever again. Right, and like they had to like suck it out into space. <laughs> like you know, it was. Uh, you're right again. Like maybe a inner light thing where it's like maybe they do kill each other, but it's all been a vision or something. It's all in their heads, right. and it's like really like traumatic i can see that i can see that and i i also will say i was bothered by the fact that we never solved the valerian thing oh yeah uh that's actually a fairly yeah oh, good true. question that they were asking uh-huh. you know i think and it goes to one of the big sort of i think running arcs of this season which is that uh the Bajorans versus the Federation and what it's going to mean. And not only that, but Kira yeah, seemed Kira seemed to be pretty well on her way to like actually proving that they were up to no good. She's like, "Hey, they stopped at these, right. you know, two of the three places where they would always stop on their way to take stuff that, to the Cardassians." This is like maybe no, maybe totally. the Cardassians are actually up yeah. to something, which maybe we'll find out in the season finale. I don't know. Yeah. Right, no, it's 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 the Cardassians have not shown up, so I feel like they will be back soon. But uh, oh, they have oh, to totally. be. They they were on Bajor for like fifty years. They can't just leave in two months. Oh no, 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 no. the Cardassians don't want that. Nope, <laughs> you know. So yeah, that was also frustrating. It was like because it just kind of ended with like a yeah, we'll just pretend there wasn't a mutiny. It's silly, Billy. Mm-hmm. That was like definitely a thing. Because I thought that was actually, again, a good, interesting conflict. Of, he was right. She's kind of probably right that uh, there were smuggling weapons, but he just didn't. And none of you are going to follow mm-hmm. up on it. Yeah, not so much. One thing I will say that was interesting about um, everyone getting possessed or whatever is they weren't just suddenly different people, but rather um, their original memories were incorporated into these sort of new personalities, I guess. Like, you know, Dax, mm. for all of the time she just sat around not doing very much, she kept talking about, you know, oh, Benjamin and I have spent so much together, he's such a good friend, and this and that. And Kira was still all up in arms about the Cardassian thing, and we didn't just have a sudden shift to um, the problems that the Sultana had. And I thought that was that was good, and uh, interesting. No, definitely. And like it, it it's oh, why it took Odo point. a long time and kind of helped the episode give him attention. Was that? Uh, yeah, he did have to be like, what? Yeah. Does Bashir suddenly talk about? It? And I liked Odo. People, Odo's not the most subtle person. I like <laughs> he he walked out at least three scenes, just staring <laughs> at them like, 
like and kind of walking back and forth like yeah what? <laughs> but you all are crazy what's going on <laughs> at least Cisco probably wouldn't notice he's too busy making his clocks yeah loved his clocks too much this is true yeah <laughs> I liked when Cisco was like did you make that I guess <laughs> I guess I did it's kind of cool I just got the clock yeah. out it almost got killed like, I don't know what it's for but you know what I'm gonna set it on my desk and use it. Hopefully that uh, that one Bajoran who tried to murder him with the green Bashir goo. The Bashir goo. Um, oh my god, I forgot about that. Was uh, was uh, the the deadly USB stick? Um, hopefully he was also mind controlled because he was just some Bajoran guy who wasn't on the bridge. Then just ran. Kind of the yeah. only actual mutineer. Then yeah. like he probably should go to jail. He should probably pretend that he was a uh, also. Under the control. Yeah, that was a little bit weird because everyone else was in the you know the senior ops group, and uh, just this one new guy who we don't really know <laughs> what what he does on the ship or you know what he's up to. A classic. They all kind of came out of it and they looked at him and they're like, you? "Who are you? Yeah. Who are you? Who who who, invi- who, who invited <laughs> Jeff?" <laughs> if the Bajoran, I apologize to anybody. Like a Bajoran ensign almost, and like. Yeah. Like, is the Bajoran ensign like a pink shirt? It's like, <laughs> like pink beige shirts. Yeah. I was trying to think what to call it, but none of you had seen that many red shirt deaths, mm-hmm. anyways. There was actually one scene. I think it was when he and Cisco were, or maybe Odo, but the 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 new Bajoran guy was scuffling with someone, and it showed him like from behind, uh-huh. and so you could see his back and his hair. And I really did almost think it was Kira for a second because they were wearing the same shirt and they had like similar <laughs> haircuts. Right. And I was really confused. I was like, when did Kira get into this fight? Oh wait, it's it's the other guy. My bad. Like. Like, hold on, never mind. <laughs> the uh, the Bajorans like to keep it high and tight. Yep. You know? They like to keep the hair military. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe it's just like a standard, maybe it's like a standard Bajoran, Bajoran military haircut. And, and because, and because, because uh, Kira was in the resistance, she just kind of adopted that haircut herself. Oh, I like, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that's why I like Kira's haircut. She does still feel like, you know, she's in the military. She's, she's on that sort of mindset. And I think that's a good visual it, it has grown on me i didn't like it i i when we first got into i guess it was episode three when she had the shorter oh, hair yeah. i was disappointed because i liked the yeah, sort of be- roller and style hair but but the more i watched um deep space nine the more i'm liking the short hair on kira yeah i, I agree I, I like kira's look and also kira should uh Wear that shirt she wore in the episode with the I agree. more because she she has good arms. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I appreciated that. Right though. Um. So yeah, is there much else to say about Dramatis Persona? I don't think so. There weren't very many, There wasn't really a subplot in this as such. Right. Mm-hmm. It was pretty yeah, pretty straightforward since they were just jumping around from character to character, plotting different people and stuff and different power struggles. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's mostly just flat trigger. Well, up next is two episodes that I uh, I know are very highly acclaimed. They're sort of the ones that everyone says, you know, season one. A lot of fans will say is the weakest season, but you, know, you kind of got to get to these episodes, so that's going to be exciting. So next up, the penultimate and final episode of season one. We got duet, and then in the hands of the prophets. So that will be on our next episode. Very excited about those. 
So, in the meantime, I have been Ben, and I've been joined, as always, by Sarah and Peter. If you like our show, be sure to rate and review it anywhere that you can, any way that you can. It does help our show get more viewers. Our theme song is by Captain Meat Shield. You can check him out on Twitter at CPTN underscore Meat Shield. We are part of the Tuscan Shed Media Network. You can see all of our shows at TuscanShed.com. And if you like the show, like I said, just help spread it any way that you can. Facebook, Twitter, whatever. It really does help. Until next time, this is the crew of Space Nine signing off. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye.